everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from chilly Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And back from travels abroad, I'm Dan Beecher. <laughs> oh, welcome back, Dan. Thank you. And another big thanks to Rachel for sitting in last week. Yes. I, she, what a wonderful day. She yeah. did great. I just realized while we were talking right before the show that I, I didn't even introduce her last week. Sorry for the confusion, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> she, I haven't been replaced as yet. Though she did great, so maybe I should be. Oh, no, Dan. No, 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 <laughs> never. Never, ever. Founding member, uh, I. <laughs> you um, and I. Yeah, coming up on the show today, uh, just so everybody knows what to expect, uh, there's uh, this uh, really unsettling uh, rise of anti-Semitism Semitism, uh, going on in the world and in the United States right yeah. now. And the, the gay hatred and the trans hatred, yeah. things are ratcheting up. Lots of hate uh, going on. And we are going to find a way to make that funny. <laughs> no, we're not. We're Anyway, we're going to talk about it for sure. I, That's what we're going to do. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, but first. First, Dan. Can you believe it? We're getting to hear a lot about that uh, Mr. Mr. Trump again. Yes. Oh, yes. Geek. The Donald. Geek. Wow. Put running, running for president again for the third Yoy. time. Third time's the charm. Is that what they say? I don't think it's the third time. People <laughs> say it's the third time. He ran before a little bit. He he kind of floated a candidacy before 20, what is it, 16. 16 or whatever. But not for realsies, right? Like it was clearly a publicity stunt the first time. It clearly was, it a was, publicity stunt the second time. Right. right. But then he accidentally won. <laughs> I know. Which which ruined everything. Ugh. Anyway, uh, it's been very interesting to watch the response on the right uh, since this since this announcement from Trump mm. uh, that he's going to try for it again because all of uh, his former supporters are are having to wrestle with the idea of supporting him again. Um, and the, the, the political climate has obviously changed and the situation has changed and they would have glad and everyone who was supporting him lost their election. <laughs> and then there's that. And yeah, just the, the poor showing for the Republicans and, uh, in the midterms and yeah. everybody questioning, like, are we on the right course <laughs> as a party? And we all could have told you this a while back. Yeah, absolutely not. Come to any of us. Literally. <laughs> Like, like, it's widely known on the left that you guys are wildly out of, We're uh, out literally of terrified of you people. <laughs> well, so some people are starting to position themselves, uh, uh -huh. and, uh, a televangelist and, uh, president of the Christian life outreach international group, uh, James Robison. Um, okay. he served as Robbie for, to his friends. He, he served as a, as one of the spiritual advisors to Donald Trump while he was in office. Um, that worked well. <laughs> he, uh, he was speaking at the a meeting of the national association of Christian lawmakers and the NACL, uh, oh, sure. which is obviously a conservative political group. Uh, Weird. and they're, they have the focus heavily on social issues. They pledge, 
to advocate for anti-abortion policies and to uphold the sanctity of marriage as a sacred union exclusively between one man and one woman. Um, wow, they're still on that. We got we finished that one. We got over that one. <laughs> no, they 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 want they want to bring that one back. That's a that's an oldie but a goodie for them. It's a um, classic. You can't go wrong with the classics. Well, they need they need good issues to rally yeah. their people. And abortion is sort of they they won, right? Not that Ish. not that it's settled at this point, right. but sort of they got what they wanted and yeah. they need something else to uh lest the 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 base feel a little too comfortable satisfied right right and be, grow complacent um they need to remind them about you know the gay marriage and wildly popular gay marriage by the way right but uh where was i going with this oh donald he Trump. was talking at this event and he spoke for a little while um, just about conservative issues that were on his mind. And then he turned to the topic of Donald Trump and danger, <laughs> danger. <laughs> he said um, that he has the tendency to act, quote, like a little elementary school child. Ooh. Oh, you can see that now, can you? Yeah. Oh, he you noticed that? Apparently he saw it at the time, but I will get to that. Um, okay. If Mr. Trump can't stop his little petty issues, how does he expect people to stop major issues? Okay. Oh, and then he starts like he's on, he's on just going on and on and like criticizing Donald Trump, um, saying negative things about him. But then he sort of has to like boast about himself. And he says, everything you wanted him to hear. Remember, he's talking to elected officials here, right? Every uh -huh. single little thing you ever prayed for him to hear came through these lips right straight into his face. Oh, my God. <laughs> and with the same force you've heard me talking to you, I spoke it to him. I guess he was really in a lather. Um, yeah. and, uh, and he said, sir, you act like a little elementary school child and you should shoot yourself in the foot every morning you get up and open your mouth. The more you keep your mouth closed, the more successful you're going to be. This is what he supposedly was telling Trump. He never said that to <laughs> Donald Trump. Let me tell you, like, we all know Trump well enough to know that anyone who said anything remotely like that was never going to be in Trump's presence again. And apparently, like, this man is, like, so worked up that, like, the, the whoever wrote this article is, like, he's basically, he's, he's yelling and screaming so much at, at the, the podium that he's like <laughs> spitting and foaming, yeah. right? And so like he's saying that he said this to Donald Trump. You fucking liar. You did not. But it's important for him to start his distancing, right? Yeah. I was in the inner circle. I was there. I was telling him way back when how harmful he was, right? And we can't sure. stand for this anymore, basically, yeah. right? And then another uh, thing the article brings up. Let's see, Mike Evans, who was another one of these former advisors to Donald Trump, religious advisors, um, and mm. an evangelical. Uh, he said in an essay that he sent to the Washington Post, but I don't think the Post actually printed it because of the way that it's sort of stated here, that he would not vote for Trump again and recalled how he once left Trump, uh, a Trump rally in tears because I saw Bible believers glorifying Donald Trump like he was an idol. 
All of us knew that Trump had character flaws, but we considered our relationship with him transactional. We wanted Supreme Court justices to overturn Roe v. Wade. We wanted his support for our biblical issues. We all wanted his support for the state of Israel. Donald Trump indeed kept and exceeded his promises to us. However, Evans said Trump had done damage by turning the pulpit that we preach from into a political platform. Oh, yeah. Trump did that? Yeah, Trump did that. Oh, that was okay. That was a Trump thing that happened. <laughs> Not literally what you're doing right now. <laughs> he continues, Donald Trump can't save America. He can't even save himself. He used us to win the White House. We had to close our mouths and eyes when he said things that horrified us, Evans wrote. I cannot do that anymore. So Yeah, but did you notice that you did it? Yeah. That you were like literally these people made a deal with the devil and now they're now they're realizing that it was a bad thing yeah. and trying to paint it like it was like they were on the right side of it the whole time. Yeah. And so I think we're going to see a lot more of that until obviously, you know, if it becomes obvious that, that Donald Trump is just going down, there's going to be tons more of this. But yeah. it's going to be interesting if Donald Trump is on track to getting the nomination how these guys are going to have to back paddle because they're going to have to. Right? Yeah. The, we knew the whole time, mm -hmm. uh, gambit seems to be okay. I get it. I see where you're coming. Mm -hmm. They're just, they're going to be like, we yeah, we knew, but it was a means to, okay, shut up. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to take us to Tennessee, uh, where apparently a bill has been introduced, uh, mm -hmm. filed, in in the uh, in the Tennessee State Senate, that would outlaw that would make it a class A misdemeanor for for a first violation and a class E felony for a second violation to do drag in front of children. <laughs> oh. uh, apparently, uh. there's no there's no set telling what they think the uh, the crime part of this crime is. Um, it's literally just. Being in lady clothes if you're a boy. Oh my god. I guess. But it, <sighs> it what it speaks to is uh a much scarier thing, which is the fact that right now the right is demonizing trans people and literally mm -hmm. saying that the existence of anyone willing to do a thing like drag or and demonizing queer people in general. Yeah. And just saying that. The existence of it is literally grooming children for molestation. This is <sighs> this is the the this is a steady pounding beat in the right the right wing fringe. Yeah. And at this moment in history in these United States, fringe is all the right wing got mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah. So they're hearing it and uh you know you're your harmless right-wing grandma is hearing this, is hearing that gay people, that trans people are out there trying to groom children for molestation. That's their whole thing. Wow. So, uh, and you know, it, it's, it sounds crazy and weird and, pro and, 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 you know, fringy until you see bills like this being introduced seriously 
into uh, into state legislatures. Yeah. So the bill's just introduced at this point, and then like yes, it, it has not been passed. Has it, uh, I did it make its I, way through committee? Like how 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 much of a chance just, does this thing actually have? I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, it was filed okay. uh, a couple a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. Probably uh-huh. won't pass just because I mean, like, there's some. I mean, it, it's problematic at best. It is problematic, right? But it just comes, from a like, I'm not. I'm no legal scholar, right? But like, right. I can imagine this would be fairly easy to challenge as a law, right? Like, one would think, but you know, with our Howler Monkey uh, Supreme Court, Ugh. it's hard to know. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. The other thing is that, uh, you know, this is this comes at, at at a time when in Chattanooga there uh, there was recently a big protest of a very of a harmless uh, all audience, you know, safe for everyone drag show. Yeah, we talked about it last week on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, this is this is what's happening. Yeah out there and uh it's uh it's not safe right now and if you if you encounter this kind of rhetoric i think it's kind of incumbent on all of us if if it's safe for us to do so to call it out yeah and in no uncertain terms because the only place where it's almost guaranteed that you'll find actual like pedophiles is the clergy it is definitely not the uh the the drag clubs uh yeah yeah no kidding i mean that's not what drag is about not even close like not even like the it's such a twisting of something that is like you know it's yeah anyway it's it's about gender expression not about well um, and it's yeah it's about a lot of different things yeah it's, uh, it's about entertainment. It's yeah. about fun. Yeah. It's about uh, subversion and all sorts of things. But none of it's about molesting the children's. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, it's so I don't know why I just laughed. That's that's just wretched. All right. Um, let's see. I think I'm going to talk about this. Um, the recently released. Uh, U.S. religion census, the results of it, the most recent one. Uh, it happens oh. every 10 years, um, sort of on the tail uh, of the actual U.S. census, mm. uh, which no longer collects uh, religious affiliation information, right? Mm. Um, it hasn't since the 50s or 60s. So, the, so is the U.S. religion census, it's not, it's not done by the U.S. government. It is not done by the U.S. government. It is done... Uh, by the Association of Statisticians of American Religious Bodies, oh. uh, ASARB. What a beautiful, st- <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> what, what, it, everybody should belong to that yeah. organization. Yeah, they're doing it to sort of fill in uh, this, uh, what they see as a vital gap of, of information yeah. about the American population. Uh, so sure. this is from the Salt Lake Tribune. And so, of course, uh, the focus is a little bit more on the Myrmans, uh, and sure. how many there are. Uh, but it's interesting that the, 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 the angle that the reporter went with is sort of drawing into question the methodology of the religion census period. Right. Mm. Um, because yeah, cause I, I frequently have big problems with the methodology yeah. behind a lot of the research. Yeah. And the one that I think we've 
sort of been very intrigued by on the show has been, I don't remember which one exactly it is, um, but it's a regular sort of, you know, taking of the American religious sentiment, you know, Mm. pulse, right? Uh, Where it's people self-reporting what their affiliation is, right? Right. And we've always talked about that as like, oh yeah, that seems, that seems like the way to do it, right? Because, I mean, that, that's getting to, you know, you're you, you know what you are willing to identify as. I'm sure there's still some problems, you know, in how people are willing to self-report or how people maybe haven't processed out of the religion yet. And they're just socially identify as, you know, I'm Mormon, you know, right. Even though objectively, you know, that cigarette and can of beer says otherwise. In fact, you haven't been to church in 20 years, but, um, I'm Mormon. Um, but the way that this one does it is highly problematic in that they go to the churches Right. And ask them, um, could you please tell me how many adherents you have? Yeah. Tell me about your membership. <laughs> tell me about all the people that ha- you haven't like expunged from your roles yes. at this point. Um, and according to, to you, Sarb, um, adherents include all of those with an affiliation to a congregation, meaning children, members, and right. even attendees who are not members. Oh, okay. Okay. People who show up for whatever You're an adherent, clearly, right? (laughs) Um, So so including people who may not even identify as as Catholic or Mormon or whatever, right? right? Uh, And one of the ways that the article points out how problematic this reporting is, is first of all, uh, the LDS church, the numbers that are reported in this study says that there are 6,721,031 Mormons in the United States, uh, which, according to this article, is the same number the church reported on official membership figures at the time. Right. So it's, it's literally, yeah, they are literally just getting straight from the church and it went right. And it probably went through the PR department just to make sure, yeah, that number looks good enough. But one of the areas up in rich County, here in Utah, which is where sure. Bear Lake is, mm-hmm. um, which is a popular like, you know, boating and place for people to have cabins. Yeah, recreation area. area. Um, the county has only let's see two thousand five hundred ten residents. Okay. The Mormon Church claims over twenty seven hundred <laughs> members in Rich County. <laughs> And across the border in Idaho, Franklin County, um, they have, uh, they claim 14,194 residents and the church says that there's, uh, over 16,000 members in that county. And so the, well, now wait a minute. Can livestock be Mormon? This is, (laughs) it's, this is possible if we, uh, if we, if we look at the, you know, if if we see sheep as family members, <laughs> um, it's it's kind of funny. The the writer, the the journalist, uh, sort of comments on uh, the one hundred. Uh, he says, "Note that there could be something ske- some sketchy accounting here." I remain skeptical that one hundred and ten percent of riches of rich counties residents are Latter Day Saints. <laughs> um, and the other funny thing that the Tribune did is they had like 
a graphic showing all the count, counties in the state um, and sort of the percentage of Mormons in the county. Mm. And it ranged from kind of a, a light, lightish orange color up to like a really dark orange color. And then they have sort of this beet red that is <laughs> off the charts for, for Rich County, which I thought yeah. was really kind of funny because it's not even on the key. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, this is from their the Tribune's uh, data, data columnist, Andy Larson. Uh-huh. He promises that he's going to break down like trends and whatnot in the coming weeks. So oh, cool. uh, it's definitely something to watch uh, his analysis. I've really grown to enjoy his, his writing, actually. He, he breaks down the numbers really well. So uh, if you happen upon any results from the re, uh, U.S. religion census, everyone out there, just take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Or a few grains be, of salt. Be, be a little skeptical, maybe, of <laughs> some of the numbers you see. Yikes. All right. Well, I'm going to take us uh, over to Ukraine. Uh, there's been a bit of a dust up there lately. I don't know if you're <laughs> if you've heard about it. That's what we're calling it. There's been a bit of a a, a bit of a ballyhoo, <laughs> a, a bit of a, a a bit of a to do, and uh, the Ukrainian uh, counterterrorism uh, hmm. force, yeah, has uh, has decided to raid a campus there actually a few campuses hmm. um causing a bit of a stir the orthodox church uh oh. is apparently is apparently uh being raided by by this group or by this counterterrorism group the SBU hmm. um which is which is the Ukrainian sort of counter uh, counter terrorism and counterintelligence organization and uh yeah apparently there are a lot of Orthodox uh, monks and priests who are still loyal to the uh, the Moscow Patriarchate, Ooh. and uh, and are very much consider themselves Russian Orthodox. Of course, the Ukrainian Orthodox Church was affiliated with the Russian Orthodox mm-hmm. uh, for the longest time, until you know Russia went and swiped Crimea, and then uh, that. It, that that may have rattled some cages and mm-hmm. ruffled some feathers, and they uh, they broke a few of the the groups to, broke off to form the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. Mm. Okay, uh, and you know got sort of got the uh, the the thumbs up from uh, the Constantinople Patriarchate, which is funny because there's no such thing as Constantinople anymore. But that's okay. Uh, that you know. The uh, the guy in Istanbul is considered to be first among equals mm. uh, in in mm-hmm. the Orthodox Church. I don't know what that actually ends up meaning, but you know the fact that he gave it the the thumbs up was a big shot in the eye to the uh, to the Russian Orthodoxy. Mm. Um, you yeah. know, uh, Kirill, who's the head of the Russian Orthodox Church, has just been a like. Think he's just think of him like a little Joey in the kangaroo pouch of Putin. <laughs> he just likes to hang out there and jump around with Vladimir. That makes and... me have positive feelings. <laughs> I like kangaroos. And I Joey's are cute. Okay. So you you come up with your own uh metaphorical way in which uh Patriarch Kirill is 
very firmly in the pocket of one uh, Vladimir Putin. He's a little little snake in the snake nest. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And, uh, and so literally, apparently, they've been raiding uh, Orthodox Church campuses and uh, and finding like pro-Russia things there. And they've been looking for the, like that. That's apparently, you know, a another be, an, another bed of snakes, another den of vipers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it's such it's such bullshit because your job is spiritual edification, not fucking propaganda against your own countrymen. Yeah. Jesus. But there you go. Uh, It's funny because the way that Kirill has talked about this, uh, this war in Ukraine, this invasion of Ukraine, he basically called, what what, what did he call it? Called it a, uh, a metaphysical, uh, a metaphysical issue Mm. where it was Russia going in to save Ukraine Mm. from the, from the, liberal influences of the west so uh apparently that is that is the uh the russian orthodox line on this wow is that ukraine needs saving from the encroachment of you know good ideas liberals yeah liberal west wow all right well that's that's super fun um yeah uh here closer to home dan Mm -hmm. Uh, Over there in Colorado Springs, where uh, Club Q was shot up by a young... Turns out he he was Mormon, the kid? Anyway. Yep. um, Yep. The church quickly disavowed. Said, well, he's not... He hasn't been active in 10 years. I'm like, (laughs) that is a distinction that, like, we'll understand. The rest of the world is not going to... It's Mormon. Have fun with that, LDS church. (laughs) They... What's funny is that the ex-Mormon community moved quickly mm. to point out like Mormon rhetoric that would very clearly lead to this, including but not limited to that that uh, talk where one of their apostles said that it was time for metaphorical musket fire. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. In the war uh, against the gays. Well, this story also has uh, has to do with uh, rhetoric against the gays Mm. uh in that the i wanted to talk about the fact that focus on the family is headquartered in colorado springs yes and the their big fancy sign going up to their facilities or church or whatever it is has been vandalized oh uh, with the words their blood is on your hands five lives taken and just to talk about focus on the family for a minute. Um, it is an anti-LGBT organization, amongst other things that they are anti. It's a Southern um, Poverty Law Center designated hate group. Yeah. They don't like the gays. And so the kind of rhetoric and the kind of, um, you know, uh, positions that they encourage politicians to take against the gay community, obviously they're against gay marriage. The really organization changed their name to focus on one kind of family. Yeah. The organiz- organization states on its website that it believes marriage is between a man and a woman. In 2014, they spoke out against adding sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression to non-di- non-discrimination laws. 
um, right. citing concerns about conflicts with religious liberties. Oh, because you know they need to be free to hate people. They That's... yeah, it it would be dangerous if they couldn't you know <laughs> spout <laughs> hatred as as liberally as they wish to. Exactly. And so while nobody wants to like you know encourage vandalism or dismiss it, um, you know this is this is a case where. The vandalism is defacing a hate group sign in the, in the wake yeah. of a horrible incident by somebody who maybe wasn't, you know, um, a direct, you know, follower of what they were saying, but is, but it doesn't matter what the source, it's the exact same anti LGBTQ rhetoric just coming from a different religious group. Um, and of course there's also, you know, you sent me the clip earlier, the, his father, um, the shooter's dad, the shooter's dad talking about, you know, being relieved that he wasn't gay. Literally. No, it's worse than that. Literally the guy, I mean, and this guy is, uh, a bit of a treat. <laughs> like yeah. his, this guy's dad is, I, I mean, he's, it's, I don't know if it's meth. I don't know what it is. He is not well, mm -hmm. he's not okay. Right. But they're asking about it, and they're they're saying your son was accused. Uh, he's like, I don't know what he was accused of. I don't know. And they were like, he was accused of going to a gay club and shooting people, doing a mass shooting. And he's like, oh, what? Uh, well, he's accused of that, but at least he's not gay. Yeah. All that he cared about was how bad it would have been if his son were, were gay. Right. And he was not really that alarmed that his son actually like murdered people. Well, just the way that he says gay, just the way that the, the visible relief, right. That his son's not gay. Yeah. Um, this kid grew up hearing hate about gay people. Hate, this is not hatred, the first time yeah. this man has said something negative. Well, and that guy, <laughs> negative and, and, you know, about I, the I understand community. that the kid's estranged from his dad now, yeah. but hasn't always been. Yeah. And you know, that, the dad also said, you know, I'm a conservative and I'm a Mormon and we don't do gay. Right. Like literally he, he's, he like spelled it out. We Mormons don't do gay. Right. But we do do shooting of gay yeah. people apparently. And so, you know, like, um, focus on the family, uh, has come out and said that they mourn the tragedy uh, of the shooting at, at club Q and that the organization wanted to make it clear it stands against hate yeah right and so it's 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 interesting how you know like okay we're, we're we kind of keep jumping back between the mormons and and focus on the family um but like you know the mormon church quickly came out and disavowed you know th these people right and said well th this kid hadn't been to the church in like 10 years or whatever and but where did he get his ideas yeah. Right. Like, like, I mean, come on. Right. Like you, you say you're all about love. Right. And that you, you would have nothing like, Oh, what a despicable event. Yeah. I'm sure you do feel that way, but you also have a message that allows space for people to yeah. come up with really violent reactions and, and, and take violent action against other people. Like there's space yeah. for it because your message, whether you like it or not, is hate, right? A hundred percent. It's not, you know, like 
you can't speak out of both sides of your mouth. You just can't because people are going to always, oh, well, it's, they have to say that. And I'm hearing the coded message over here. Right. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. That's sick. That's sick. But anyway. Not, and we'll, we'll, we'll be talking more about hate later on in the show. Yeah, of so. course. Yeah. It's 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 a fun it's a fun hate filled program. Da, 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 this da, da, da. Hate 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 hate. But before we get to that, I've got one more story, and it's not uh it it it's just stupid. So you don't have no trigger warnings necessary on this one. Just <laughs> just enjoy. Um, there's a guy named Pastor Michael Baldwin. Okay, and he had a vision. Uh, and that vision was for a Christian theme park mm. called Miracle Mansion. Oh, okay, yeah. Now, I don't know. I don't know all of the uh, the details that were going to be in the Miracle Mansion, uh, but it was supposed. To, it was meant to be a quote high quality performing arts experience that promotes family focused inspiration, entertaining and rich and enrichment. Anchored by a biblical worldview, mm. which sounds mm-hmm. those those places are always just <laughs> great, just a hoot. Uh, and for this, uh, Pastor Baldwin went out there and raised money. Hmm. Uh, he uh, <laughs> one of his pitches was that the seventy three acre complex. Needed 73,000 people to give $73 a month for 73 months. That's clever. It's, just, it's got, the, it's got a, a theme. <laughs> there's, there's, it's thematic. Yeah. Um, if, if he had received that, he would have gotten uh, $38 million. So that would have been good. That would, yeah. Miracle Mansion would have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as it is, he, he got, a lot of money, um, eight hundred thousand mm. dollars uh, ish around in that aroundabouts. Mike turns out uh, there was no miracle mansion. Oh, uh, it was he was just the miracle mansion was his bank account. So it, and oh okay, so it didn't even build where, a miracle Mick mansion for no eight hundred no, which which you know what that's the thing <clears throat> I keep I keep getting baffled by these con artists because they're. The con is already baked into the into the cake of your game. Right. Like all you have to do is the most basic nothing and you'll get away with it. <laughs> right. Like you all you have to do is something right. is what I should say. Just any little thing and then you can keep as much of the money as you want and just and make the worst thing and you'll be fine. But if you just keep if you keep all of the money then you're going to be tried by a, in in federal court uh, for wire fraud and securities fraud. Ooh, is that what's happening? Uh, he was found guilty oh. of that. Oh. So, so yeah, oh. he faces up to forty years in prison and oh. up to five point two million dollars in fines. He well, it's a little miracle jail cell for him. Yeah, oh. your miracle mansion uh, now includes uh, cellmates. <laughs> so, well, maybe he's getting a miracle mansion in heaven, right? Isn't that kind of a oh. well? He'll have lots of time to repent. So, <laughs> we'll we'll see about that. Anyway, there you go. Uh, if you friends at home have a miracle mansion that you'd like to tell us about, please 
write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com is the email address or call and leave us a voicemail message our telephone number is 424-666-8442 stick around there's more show coming up All right, Frank. Dan. Uh, as a sort of as a sort of amuse bouche leading into <laughs> our next segment, our our final segment. Mm. Uh, I'm going to play some audio from Nick Fuentes. Oh, uh, yeah. We've played him before, and I've always seen him as a very sort of fringe character. Never really known how seriously to take him. Mm, okay. But I gotta say, this week he was they their video emerged of him walking side by side with Kanye West on his way to Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> but that paints a picture. Yeah, so uh the, like I guess he's uh he's making waves this okay. guy. He's All right. uh he's worth paying attention to and <laughs> I got to say that what I'm about to play is the nicest clip of him. From this week. Oh, geez. Uh, it, this is this is the least trigger warning of them. Uh, it gets much worse than this, but th- this is this one was at least uh, goofy. Uh, he he was just pure anti-Semitism mm. uh, this week. Anyway, here's here's what he had to say. Okay. So you're either a Catholic or you're a Jew. You're either a Catholic. Or you're with the Jews. That's how it is. That's the way the world is. So anyway, that's that. And when are Catholics going to start asserting their control? I want Catholics to run this country, not Jews. I want this country to be run by Catholics, not Jews. And I don't think that's controversial. I want this country to have Catholic media, Catholic Hollywood, Catholic government. I want this to be a Catholic-occupied government, not a Jewish-occupied government. That's not controversial for us. It may be controversial for you. It's not controversial for us. We are Christians. You're not. It's not controversial. They could say it's eyebrow raising for who? These people with the fucking cubes on their head, with the fucking linen line wrapped around the city. Maybe. Who cares about them and their eyebrows and their freaking descriptions of movies? It's not controversial for us. We're Christians. You know what's eyebrow raising for us? Wearing a cube on your head. That's eyebrow raising. I make that when I see when I see some guy with a freaking thing wrapped around his head and a little hat under a big hat, I'm like, what? <laughs> Jesus already came, dude. It's the Messiah's arrived. What are you doing? So there there you have it, Frank. You're either a Catholic or you're a Jew. It it's one I or can, the other. I can think of others. No. <laughs> no. Forget look. So look. Two I'm not billion, Catholic. Does two that mean- billion Muslims doesn't count. They're Jews. They're, Jew- they're Jews. They count as Jews. In his Hindu- mind. Hindus? Pro- Hindus. They're Jews. Yeah. Oh, those they're Jews for sure. <laughs> Super. Hindu. It even rhymes. <laughs> what is this? What the fuck is this guy's deal? It is. Uh, it's getting dangerous out there. Holy shit. It's getting dangerous. Uh, I, 
I don't that, like it. That kind, that's the kind of rhetoric that really does start to lead to something. Yeah. Dangerous. Right. Like actually violent, dangerous. Yeah. It's not okay. Yeah. It's not okay. Oh, um, shit. But you and know, you said this was the nicest thing. That you was said a good week? one. That was the that was the like kind of sweet one. That wasn't the one where he was like, "I'm sick of hearing about this Holocaust." Blah blah blah. Like, it's 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 not good. It's not good. Oh, um, God. and I and I opted out of playing uh, also other uh, sound bites from uh, pastors talking about the the Club Q uh, yeah. shooting. Yeah, was, yeah, that was pride wise. Yikes. All right, uh, but okay. uh, on a much more pleasant front, oh. we've we've heard from our listeners. We've got we've got oh, emails. Yay. I don't know. Do we have any voicemails? Uh, none this week. Okay, uh, but we have some lovely uh, missives from people. This mm-hmm. is uh, the first one. Hey there, I'm a pianist and former music teacher that has played for various things and religious services. Hmm. I currently play for a church in a small town. It's an easy paycheck, and it keeps me sharp. Uh, I hmm. recently started a new position and mentioned to a coworker that I was busy Sundays because I play for a church. She made a few comments about me being a fellow believer and that I that I was oh. nervous to correct. Oh! I finally spoke up when she invited me to a weekly prayer group at work oh. by saying, "I wanted to let you know." Since you believe and go to church. Oh, she oh, she invited me by saying I wanted to let you know since you believe and go to church. I told her that I simply play piano there as a job. She then asked me if I went to church on a regular basis. I said no. Huh. Being in the Midwest and being an atheist is exhausting. Uh. I'm tired of everyone assuming that I am Christian and then having to awkwardly out myself to stop the unwanted invitations and advancements. Uh, Also, I'm gay. I've gotten multiple assumptions about my, quote, husband as well. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what the quote is. I think the quote is that they don't know that he's his husband. Anyway, uh, do you have any tips on how to respond? I want people to know how uncomfortable it makes others when they assume things. Mm. I know I'm tired of outing myself. I just want to exist peacefully in a world where others don't whip out their religion. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Uh, that is, it is, it is sort of like, it's one of the facts of life in these United States right now. Uh, there are places where it's the opposite, where, you know, there are more atheists than believers, but a lot of places where it's just, you're just going to have to deal with that. And uh, yeah, I don't but know. It is what do exhausting. you think, Frank? It, what, what, no, what? I, I get it. It's exhausting. Yeah. Right. Like to always have to be like identifying yourself and to like, I, I think, I mean, to be honest, I, I think in that situation, I would just, I would grow completely just tired of it mm-hmm. and just finally just <laughs> settle in with like happy little, little nods. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'm like, Oh, thank you for the invite. And I mean, this is not advice. This is just how I would I know right. how I would handle it. I would just completely non-confrontationally just be like, after, you know, however many times of explaining myself, I would finally just be like, I'm not explaining myself anymore. Let them think whatever they want to about me. Um, I literally, that, I'm, that would I'm, be tiring too, right? Like, yeah, like, I don't know what the right thing, the, the, the I mean, 
I'm sure there's a good, simple little line. And uh, I mean, it sounds like the, the, the emailer is handling it pretty well. Yeah. As yeah, far as like, but I, but he's looking for something else and, uh, yeah. and I'm going to propose a thing and I'm, it's not advice. It's just, a, again, Frank, you, you propose, you said your way that you would probably handle it. <laughs> My way is the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm sure. Uh, which is just, I would just be like, oh no, I'm an atheist. Yeah. Just and I would just and literally it. let that word do all the heavy lifting. Uh, and then, you know, they'll get to, they'll get to know you. They'll, the, or they won't either way, they will stop harassing you and, or yeah. maybe they'll, maybe they'll redouble their efforts. I don't know. But, uh, I, especially in, in the Midwest there, that word will do all the work. Yeah. If you, and if you say it kindly and sweetly, you know, I, I've done it many times uh, here in Utah, and uh, and sometimes, and for the most part, people are just, oh, okay. <laughs> Some people do get a little bit uh, freaked out by it, but yeah. I, that's on them. That's their thing. You know I mean, what I mean? Yeah, I'm a yeah. good person. I, I, and 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 it's accurate. It's true. Right. And I li- and I, you know, I endeavor to be as wholly me. Right. With as many people as I can. Right. Uh, as much as I can in the world. So for me, I, I just quickly correct people. Oh no, I'm an atheist. Right. And uh, and let them and let let them deal with their feelings about it. Right. But I mean, there's there's a there's a certain amount that's on the line in the workplace. Right. A hundred percent. But they're and the ones in the wrong here. <sighs> they're you, the ones who shouldn't be bringing this up. Yes, you are. You are correct, Dan. <laughs> However, we live in a world where it, just because you're right about it doesn't mean that like there wouldn't be actual real consequences. That's Even true. if they're just socially at work. That's true. Right? Like your job may, may be perfectly safe, right? And, mm. you know, whatever, right? Yeah. But um, it's, it's not but as it's easy tough. as tough. It's really, really tough. And because like what you're saying you know, and believe me, as somebody who like has come out in support of the idea of atheists coming out and that we need as much visibility as possible. Right. I also know that, boy, there's just settings sometimes where it's just like, I just, yeah. Do do I cross this bridge? Right. Do I, because once, once this, once I say it, it's out there. Right. And, um, because whoever the coworker is is gonna scurry off and be like, "Did you know that Dan's an atheist?" Mm-hmm. And they might be like, "Yeah, he's got this great podcast," but most likely <laughs> that's not gonna be the reaction. No, right? no. So, although it has come in handy, I will I, I will tell this story. I think I may have told it before, but I, I'm gonna tell it again because there was a time when I was in a. It was a kind of community theater production. I tend not to do uh, as much community theater, but in this case, I was in a community theater production, and uh, and it was and it was in a uh, it it was in Layton, Utah. It was not in Salt Lake City, uh, and so very very Mormony area. A lot of the uh, the the theaters in that sort of type of area around mm-hmm. here have a tradition of like doing a prayer before performances and whatever. Sure. And, uh, 
and this was a this was a, a unique theater thing. They hadn't they were trying to start a sort of Shakespeare in the park uh deal. And so they didn't really have there were no traditions. It was it was only their second uh production that they were mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Uh and I would I like I I I didn't make a big deal of it, but it was clear that I but but like I did my oh I'm atheist thing at some point along the way. <laughs> so people kind of knew. And then at one point, someone was like, someone literally said, and then, you know, we'll blah 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 before we have our cast prayer, blah, blah, blah. And I went, Oh no, we're not doing that. <laughs> and she just looked at me like with these big eyes a little bit shocked and i was like yeah that could make a lot of people uncomfortable if we did that so we're not going to do that that could make a lot of people me uncomfortable right (laughs) but i knew other people in the cast would have been uncomfortable too so i was just like feel free to pray before you show up but uh but yeah we're not going to do a a cast prayer well good for you dan oh so sometimes being brash uh Mm -hmm. and just sort of over the top about things can be very helpful because nobody questioned that that was right. just, it was so definitive that everybody yeah. was just like, oh, oh, I guess that's just not what we're going to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we have more people who wrote in. Hey, guys, this is from Cosmic in California. The reader who wrote in uh, episode 568 about God and Mary procreating reminded me of a conversation I had with my partner where we drilled down into the technical details of Jesus's conception. We were cons- we considered how a pregnant person's body works. Then we pondered the manipulations that God would have to perform to bring a baby to term that is not a clone of Mary. Oh. Which, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, we think that Mary could handle everything after fertilization, but the act of fertilization is problematic. Mm. Either... God made semen appear inside of Mary, assuming hmm. he didn't just physically put it there, which, by the way, is what the Mormons believe. But yeah. we'll get, but that's like a real <laughs> side thing. Um, or he modified one of Mary's eggs and the environment of her body somehow. Hmm. We couldn't wrap our heads around the properties of the semen God would make appear inside Mary. So we went with the other option, which led to a bumper sticker worthy solution. Jesus was a GMO. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, you know, back in the days when that story was written, they had no understanding of how babies came about in the first place. Uh, right. So I'm sure it was not a much easier sell. But now, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a question. That's an issue. <laughs> All right. And finally, from Anna. Uh, hi. Hey, Frank, Dan, and Rachel. Uh, Throwing her in, right, of course. Uh, Y'all were talking about the Pope and his involvement in covering up uh, sexual abuse. I have some thoughts. Okay. Uh, I don't think there's any way he hasn't directly covered up abuse in his career as a clergyman. Hmm. Whether by himself or by his colleagues, I don't think anyone can make it to the top of a strongly hierarchical organization and still have doe eyes and clean hands. Hmm. Uh, we see the Mormon church move abusers higher up in leadership roles, probably because it gets them away from the general public where they do direct harm and into a more dedicated group that has fewer potential whistleblowers. And I would expect that the Catholic church does the same thing since it reduces liability tremendously. 
uh, by enabling fewer incidents uh, in the future and taking no responsibility for the past. Uh, I I know you weren't letting the Pope off the hook. I just wanted to offer my two cents about the immense blame he should shoulder, even if he never assaulted anyone himself. So, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, you know, we know that that's what the Catholic Church has done quite a bit. They either shuffled the priests around to a different diocese, or they, of course they have moved them up the chain to get them out from, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Dealing with uh, with 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 the actual believers but okay so but for the pope to to for you to un, unequivocally say the pope has to know what you're also saying is that abuse is just completely rampant <laughs> in the church oh and i just be, i just find that would be an that. outrageous claim <laughs> no how could you claim look, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't it would be it, it would almost be like claiming that every single diocese <laughs> has had that that anyone ever has looked into ever has had horrible abuse problems that no and no that, you no you can't say that it would be absurd <laughs> it would be absurd to make such a such a, an outrageous claim Oh my God. Oh, All right. Well, Frank, we are now to a point where, uh, you know, it's been a couple weeks since we thanked oh, folks. Yeah. And oh my God, we got some folks to thank. Yeah. No um, kidding. I'll we, launch us uh, okay. real quick with uh, with people from our from our PayPal, uh, including Amber, who uh, who is now a new monthly subscriber. And I'm going to say at the teacher level. So now you're, you've got Amber, you've got the magic powers of a, of a Mormon uh, what, fourteen-year-old? So congratulations on that, um, <laughs> Brian, who uh, who gave us a one-time donation. Thank you very much. You're a, you're now a deacon. Celine uh, is also a deacon for her one-time donation. Uh, Josh, thank you so much for your monthly subscription. You're a deacon. James came in with wow. uh, with a one-time donation. In quote, in honor of my 14-year-old daughter Sierra, who has questioned religion since she was first since she first heard of the concept, <laughs> the future is bright with the little skeptics like her uh, ready to move our society forward. Thank you so much. Oh, and uh, I should have said that Brian uh, he also had a message that just said thanks for helping me get through grad school at BYU. Oh, you poor sweet summer child. I'm glad that you're <laughs> you're done. Uh, well done with that. And then uh, you've got some folks we need to thank as well. Uh, we, I do indeed, Dan. Uh, we have four new deacons um, on Patreon. On pa Patreon. Uh, by the name of Stu, Christopher, Jennifer, and Cheryl. Uh, so thank you to the four of you. Um, we have a new teacher by the name of Shauna. Thank you so much. Thank you. We have three new priests. What? Gerard, Stephanie, and we had nothing to do with this. Uh, <laughs> thank you to the three of you. Amazing. And we have a new prophet, seer, and revelator. What? By the name of Tara. Amazing. So thank you to the ten of you, what these kind folk did, as well as your kind folk, Dan. Uh, they went mm. to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and clicked on the support tab. And that's where you'll find the different options uh, to support the show. We really, really appreciate it. It is incredibly helpful in helping us uh, continue to do the show. Yeah, uh, so important. And, um, and we have our top donor to thank as well, Dan, 
our Lord and Savior, Bebas. Thanks so much. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank, Dan, we've hinted at it uh, by explicitly stating it uh, throughout the show. <laughs> but uh, but it's time to talk some hate because uh, <sighs> it is it's getting weird. And I don't know what the what's happening, but something is bubbling and it is boiling over right now. My uh, uh, friend of the show and, and frequent co-host, uh, fill in co-host Kate. Her daughter is in town here in Salt Lake City and just yesterday hmm. was downtown Salt Lake and a dude was apparently doing the Nazi salute and Sieg Heiling what? in downtown Salt Lake City. Oh my, okay. Uh, this comes on the heels of a, cool. of a tweet that I saw of a guy just losing his mind in the Seattle airport yeah. doing the same thing. Screaming Zieg Heil and do and and then uh, you know getting arrested, which is good, and hopefully put on a no fly list for forever. Yeah, but uh, but uh, this also comes on the heels of anti-Semitic graffiti, mm -hmm. um, Union Station in Washington D.C. Uh, and and other places in you know the Maryland area that I I saw a thing about that yeah. you know including swastikas and the phrase no mercy for the jews good lord it is you know you got kanye you got kylie irving kyrie irving uh it is it's getting bad out there yeah and then of course you know the, there's all of this stuff with the trans and the gay thing and yeah. i just i think we're in what's becoming clear uh very clear is that we are in a time of like really intense scapegoating yeah. of marginalized communities. Scapegoating. So people are feeling the pinch. People's situation is kind of on a downward trend, right? Is that what you're saying? Because I mean, for you to scapegoat, you're blaming another group for your own misfortune, right? Yeah. I mean, I just think, yeah, I think that's exactly what's happening is, you know, when you hear, uh, what's his doofus Fuentes mm -hmm. ranting about Jews, the Jews who are in power and blah, blah, blah. And he can name probably three of them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know, we need to take back this country. Well, you know, not, not mentioning that 90% of the U S Congress is Christian and, uh, you know, uh, this Six is very... of the nine Supreme Court justices, or is yeah. it five? Five of the nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, are uh, Catholic. Are Catholic, <laughs> which is what he wants. It's more than. I mean, it, now wait. It's more than. Now it's it's mostly Catholic and uh, and and the rest is uh, and and evangelical now, right? It's. I think do we even so. have any Jewish. I, I I can't remember the religious breakdown at the moment. It's bad. It, like, but I know literally, that it's we're in a Catholic. country. We're in yeah. a country that is very clearly all of the power structures are yeah. in the hands of Christians. Yeah, like that is unescapable if you look at it. Right. And yet, the narrative going around is entirely. It's still Jews run the media. Jews run the government. The mm -hmm. the globalists. The blah blah blah. And of course, 
in case you don't know, the word globalist just means uh, I'm an anti-Semite. Anyone who uses that word uh, in any serious way is telling you they are an anti-Semite. That just means Jews. Right, 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 right. Um, but it is, it, it's bad Yeah. right now. Well, no, it, it, it's, but it's, I, I, I don't know, the, the point that I'm trying to bring up with like this, people look for a group to blame when they feel like their situation is stagnating or getting worse, mm. right? And what we have, of course, and it's been going on for a while, is white men in this country feeling the loss of their um, place in society. Their privilege. Their privilege, Right. Well, they're seeing it as they don't see it as the loss of their privilege. That's a little too woke of framing right. there for you. Um, they they think that their their station, that their place, right, is being taken away from them. That they're being cornered out, right? And they're horrified. And they're horrified by it. Yeah. And uh, and obviously, you know, like nobody nobody's coming after them that way, right? No. Um, that's not the point of any of anything that's going on. Um, but it's amazing how, I mean, from my perspective, what a small thing is being asked of them, right? Yeah. Which is just to share this country, right? And to allow other people to succeed. And nobody's saying that it's a zero sum game, right. right? Like everybody should be able to, um, get good educations, have good employment, um, have lo- you know, whatever opportunities and have that, access if they, you know, to, to, to some of the power. Exactly. Yes. Which might be a little bit more of a zero sum game, but like, let's, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it just doesn't seem like a huge ask to me. Right. Um, and this is as a white male. Yeah. Now you can throw a couple other things on there that kind of muddy the waters for me. But as a white male, I'm like, yeah, bring it on, right? Like, like we we've had our run, yeah. <laughs> like it's time, time to share, time to let other opportunity people have opportunities and whatnot. But anyway, it's remarkable because the reaction is over the top. Yeah, it's 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 terrifying. It's scary. Like, and this is like I cannot imagine what it feels like to be a Jew in this country right now, to be Jewish in this country right now. I cannot imagine it, but I have to tell you, it is the first time ever in my life where I am aware that I have a Jewish last name where it's actually like on my mind at times where I'm like, Oh, right. Like, Oh, I have get that. Like I'm gay and I'm not even Jewish and I'm feeling it. A little tiny bit. There's a tinge there of like the anti-Semitism where I'm going, ooh, ooh, right? Like, yeah. like this isn't me just going, oh God, anti-Semitic, like these anti-Semitic assholes, they fucking suck, right? It's actually where I'm like, Jesus, like all somebody would have to do is just look at my ID and go, hmm? Yeah. Right? So it's, It is to the point, like, look, this rhetoric has always been around. You know what I mean? This goes back centuries. This rhetoric is not new. Yeah. What's new is the way that it's getting hold. The mm-hmm. uh the the way that it is actually like resonating mm-hmm. in our country. Yeah. Uh to the point where and of course it is yes, just it you know, there's there are the lunatics who are who are the ones who are shooting up gay clubs and who are mm-hmm. 
you know, who who are vandalizing things uh, with hate speech. But that's kind of how it starts. Mm-hmm. That you know what I mean? Like when when the the when the rhetoric like starts to actually take hold and grab the crazy people start doing stuff Mm -hmm. and then it's not long before the less crazy people start doing Mm. stuff Mm -hmm. and we i think you know we have to be uh we we've got to guard against that Mm -hmm. we're in a moment where we as we need to take the reins of 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 sort of social propriety Mm. and start smacking down hard mm-hmm. you know it's not it, it it's not the time anymore for oh uncle joe's just like that we can't allow that anymore yeah because it's gotten it's gone too far yeah it's it, we need to start like whatever the action is uh that the the is correct and safe for you to take you can't just not it's not sideline time anymore Hmm. Is where I'm at. No, yeah, you can't sit on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, well, what uh, does that What does that mean, though? What do you do? God, how does it, that translate into action? I mean, for me, it's things like I'm I'm literally imagining scenarios where someone in public is saying something like this, and what I you know how I will confront them, or how I will counter it, or how I will call attention to it, how I will you know what I mean, like. Okay, so you're in the Seattle airport and that guy's going nuts. What do you do? I mean, I, I, it may be, I mean, he was clearly insane and he was also very big. Yeah. And you don't want to get into a scuffle at the airport. Uh, but I think it's right that you whip out a phone and you videotape it and you put it on your social media and you call it out. Okay. All right. You know what I mean? I think that it's right that you, uh, that, I think that kind of thing is fine. And if, you know, if, if you're also big and you want, you know, you want to, you could get in the dude's face or you could just calmly say, you know, you could go to him and just, you could confront him. I don't think that that would go well. Is there that guy is, could you try to get the crowd to maybe like start singing a song just to drown him out? Right, or, like, or, like, or a chant, get or a, a chant, chant of some kind, right? Like, I don't know if people would actually join in. That's the problem with that. But like, if you were already there with like two or three people, you could try to drown them out. Yeah. Because, I mean, for me, like, I want, I want, I like what you're saying, where you like you videotape it and you put it online. Yes, because it's got to get out there. We have to know that these that these incidents are happening, right? Yeah. But in the moment when you're there, I don't want that guy f- even feeling like he's getting his little message out. Right. Yeah. And so like if it, it's like, you know, um, yeah, just just somehow. F- I don't I don't know. That's yeah, probably drowning him out. It's a great drowning idea. him out. Maybe start, somehow. start a chant. Start a yeah. stop the hate chant. Or, stop the hate. Nah, nah. Yeah, that could yeah. work. Yeah. Shut your shut your mouth. You know what I mean? Like whatever. Yeah. Uh. I, 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 and I, or you just, know, I, or just be like Nazi, Nazi. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is he, he's claiming Nazi. It doesn't do anything to point out that he's a Nazi because he's proudly claiming that. But what if you so, shame him in his own, th- like the thing that the crowd turned on you on 
And the thing right. that the crowd is shouting you down about is the is that you are socially unacceptable. Right. You exactly. are a Nazi. That's what Nazi. Nazi. Right. Or shame on you. Shame on you. Or any because yeah. that is the key. The key is that we need to make it shameful to yeah. hold these opinions. Yeah. And you know, in an airport, yeah, he's a big dude. He probably 99% says he ain't got a gun. <laughs> well, that's you, true. You may not want to do that at the supermarket. <laughs> but the other thing is that but, you want to make your flight. You know what I mean? Like, you know, th there's some calculations there. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. Uh, uh, if, if you got to punch a Nazi, I'm, I'm not going to stand in your way. Punch a Nazi. Go punch a Nazi. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they should turn whack-a-mole into whack-a-Nazi. Right? Um, yeah, we need to... Because they do. A, they keep popping up. And we need to keep you, whacking them down. And we it just do seems need like more... We need more humorists calling it out. We need more, you know, political cartoonists out there. Because uh, that's what shuts up extremists. Is, is, political a, is a sharply drawn political cartoon. <laughs> the, uh, the effectiveness of the New Yorker. <laughs> Except with the New Yorker, it would be some droll comment about the, right, yeah. about the Nazis. <laughs> Drollness is, we're past the time of drollness, people. <laughs> Abandon your drollness and go for the jugular. <sighs> All right. Well, look, I'm open to suggestions here. Hmm, uh, okay. And I would love if, if, uh, if you have a, a suggestion out there in yeah. listener land. Please write it into us. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and tell us about it. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. Thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks so much to all of y'all for tuning in. We appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.